Good afternoon, Youngstown, and welcome back to another edition of the Youngstown Parents Storytellers Project. I am your podcast host, Tara Walker-Pollock, and today, again, we are here at Taft Elementary, and I am with another of our Success After Six parents, Miss McCole Cottle. How are you today, McCole? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much for joining us today. So, again, this is just an opportunity for everyone listening to learn your Youngstown story, McCole's Youngstown story, not the story that... Um, other people might think it is or what they might read or see you know online but this is an opportunity for Youngstown parents to tell what their experience of being a Youngstown parent is all about so um, if you don't mind just tell me a little bit about you um, whether you grew up in Youngstown becoming a parent in Youngstown and just what your experience has been like now that you're a parent in the district yes I grew up in Youngstown um I'm a mother of four. Okay. Um, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I know three of your children, two of them here at Taft. So I know Makai, Maziah, and my love, but you have a fourth child. You have an older child? Yes. Okay. Tell me a little bit about your older child. My son, he's a freshman at East. Okay. He plays football, track. Um, I think it's called rugby. 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 Oh, okay. And weightlifting. Okay. I'm not into sports, so I'm <laughs> No, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. So you got um, a little bit of everything. You have children in elementary, you have one in high school, and you got a baby girl. Yes. Yes. Okay. So growing up in Youngstown, like you came up through Youngstown schools? Um, I started off in Catholic school, and I okay. say about second grade, my mother switched me over to private school. I mean, public school. Okay. Um, myself... I didn't care for public school mm-hmm. because they were so far behind. Okay. And it's like, I say up to maybe about the fifth, sixth grade, I knew everything they were already teaching. Okay. So I kind of lost interest because mm-hmm. I already had knew everything. Okay. And it was like, it's boring. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a little bit of trouble when I was about 24. 423 mm-hmm. and I had to go to federal prison and part of my pretrial probation I had to get my GED okay it was a plus because it was something I had been putting off for a long time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I say probably about two three months I took the test and passed it okay so that was a plus mm-hmm. um, so talk to me a little bit about your experience and how, like, what led to you ultimately, you know, getting your GED and not finishing high school? Well, high school, I got pregnant my freshman year. Okay. And then I turned around and got expelled. hmm And it was kind of, I tried life skills. I tried Mahoney Valley to high school. Okay. They had just started that. hmm And it wasn't there. Okay. I basically just wanted to rip around the streets got so, it when i got in trouble they told me i had to get my gd as part of being out on probation mm-hmm. so i enrolled in the gd classes and stuck with it okay okay good and so what did your support system look like because like you said you were a young mom and um you did have to spend some time away so what what was your support look looked like in terms of continuing to raise your children during that time 
My support system was wonderful. Mm -hmm. My mother, she did keep all three of my kids at the time. Mm -hmm. So they were together. Good. And I had the help of my father's father with helping with all three of them. Um, A lot of people that I thought were going to be there weren't there, but no love lost. You live and you learn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the people that I didn't expect to be there was there. Okay. So... It is very positive. Mm-hmm. And to this day, each person that is in my circle, as far as my support system, mm-hmm. I still could depend on them. Good. So, that was a plus. Um, I don't know. It, it was the for the better, though. I could say that much. Mm-hmm. Because I was my own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like living life with no consequences no rules i didn't have to follow them mm-hmm. or whatnot so it changed my life okay okay so by the time you you know got in trouble you had three of your children at right. that point so help me understand a little bit like a little bit about um what you were going through at the time you know knowing i'm a mom i have three children you know that are dependent on me but you know i'm still i'm still doing me you know what yeah, kind of like, help me understand I don't know, like, I did have a job at the time, but it was like, uh, working every two weeks, the money wasn't coming in fast enough, and mm. two of my kids' fathers are not in their life. Okay. So, it was like, uh, I need some help from somewhere, I'm tired of, depending on my mom helping me out, mm-hmm. and I just made a bad decision. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I mean... Um, that's that's the beauty of, of this podcast. You know, I want parents to just be honest because, I mean, there's so many out there who can relate to your story. You know right. what I mean? Um, but like you said, for you, getting in trouble really kind of helped, helped you right. turn I things mean, it around. I mean, it didn't have nothing to do with my upbringing because my mother raised me right. Mm-hmm. I came from a two-parent home. Okay. My father passed away when I was 12. It was just... Okay. My mother was always at work, so I felt okay. I was grown. Yeah. <laughs> and my siblings are, like, 11 and 12 years older than me, okay. so <clears throat> I just took my own path. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, from there, you know, things are going a lot better for you in your life at this point. Um, what are some of the challenges that you say you might still come up against do you kind of feel like your past pops up here and there or you know what what is life like for you now I mean it does but I don't let it stop me or hold me back okay I mean I made a mistake I learned from it I won't make the same mistake again Mm because I refuse to do two more years in prison in my life Mm -hmm. ever again Mm -hmm. but I mean Life is life. It's what you make of it. Mm-hmm. It's going to always be some type of obstacle. It's going to be some type of frustration and stress, but you can't let it hold you down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. And so so you're a mom of three boys, mm-hmm. three boys, um, single mom. You said some of the fathers aren't around. What What's that like for you? And you also said you lost your own father, which I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. It's, I mean, it's part of life. Mm-hmm. I mean, you sometimes you make the wrong decision of sleeping with someone and it's their loss not mine because my kids are a blessing oh absolutely absolutely (laughs) 
Okay, we are back again. We are at Taft Elementary, and so there was a fire drill that we had to take a brief break. But now uh, we're back here with Miss McCole. So, McCole, let's switch gears a little bit, and let's talk about some of the challenges that you've had with your health. Um, again, I know you have your baby girl, my love, and she's... Is she two yet? When was she no, two? No, she'll be two in September. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so you have your baby girl, and I know that since her being born you've had some challenges with your health so talk to me about that and what that's been like and still keeping your family going um it was that that was very stressful that Mm -hmm. was a stress I can't even describe okay it's like I had my days where I wanted to just give up Mm -hmm. I didn't understand why I was going through what I was going through to be so young Mm -hmm. um I say when I woke up from surgery, when they put the defibrillator in, it was like, I opened my eyes like, I'm alive. Mm-hmm. And it was the biggest weight lifted off my shoulders. Wow. And it was just, um, it was just amazing. Wow. So let's backtrack a little bit. Did you have complications during your pregnancy? Did it all just come when I've she was born? I've always been high risk when I was pregnant, always. Okay. I've, always as soon as I get pregnant they put me on bed rest wow okay but that last pregnancy was the most difficult mm-hmm. like as far as the weight gain um gestational diabetes mm-hmm. my blood pressure like and so now you say you have like a pacemaker, a defibrillator, mm-hmm. and so how how has that affected just your your day to day? Um, it really hasn't affected it. Well, that's because I feel like my old self again. Good, good. I could get up, move around more, mm-hmm. do more stuff. Mm-hmm. I got energy like I had when I stayed, probably when I was a teenager. Okay. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I need it with the baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'm my daughter's three now, and I still feel like my life, you know, just the way I feel and stuff on the day to day, isn't the same <laughs> as it was before I had her. So, um, that's that's great to hear. You feel like you're old. With self her, again. between her and Mazai, with their age difference, it's be like, oh my God, this is a new kind of baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't have to use gates with the boys. With her, I need gates. Uh-huh. <laughs> I never had to deal with a hard headed one year old. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't know what my old behind was thinking of having a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, they will keep you young. That is, (laughs) that is for sure. She definitely gives me a run for my money. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Those those little girls, they will, (laughs) they will do it. New experience for me, and oh boy, I'll. Mm-mm, I'm done. <laughs> I would have rather have four more boys. <laughs> Just to make up for one little girl. <laughs> one yes. little girl. One little girl. I, yes, I can say I know how that goes. So it sounds like you still had that really strong support system even as you were going through a really tough time. Yes. That's good. That's good. So what what do you say what what do you feel as far as in the district right now there's there's a lot of changes happening there's a lot going on i know it might look different right now than it did you know even just a couple years ago with your kids that are in elementary school it's completely different from a year ago okay Mm -hmm. and so how has that 
how do you feel about it? You know, how do you feel about the changes that are happening? And I don't like it one bit. Okay. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit. Honest. Talk to me a little bit I don't about like the fact that the teachers can't challenge the students. Mm-hmm. I don't like the fact that the teacher cannot call me to tell me my child is acting up. Mm-hmm. I don't like the fact that the teacher gives the child five and ten chances before they notify the parent. Mm-hmm. Call me the first time so I can nip it in the bud and y'all can go about y'all day. Mm-hmm. You can teach and my child can learn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So have you had like any personal experiences with that sounds like? Have you had any? Yes. Tell me a little bit about some of the stuff that's been happening just this school year. Um, I get a phone call for my side having a stomach ache. But I don't get a phone call for Makai running into a wall. Mm-hmm. Um, when they put the things in for the ID, mm-hmm. they send notes on for everything else. No note for that. Mm-hmm. Now, everybody watches the news. Mm-hmm. And my opinion is whatever shows up on somebody's ID on their background is not your personal business. Mm-hmm. I mean, their personal business is not your business. Mm-hmm. So just for those listening, uh, just to give you a little bit of background on what she's talking about with the ID system. So recently, uh, the district has implemented uh, there being a system to check IDs as as adults are entering the building. Um, And McColl has been a TAF parent for quite some time, right? Yes. Um, And so the first time that you and I were supposed to sit down and have this conversation we're having now, uh, you had some issues getting into the building uh, once that new system had been implemented. So exactly like what happened that day? The deputy had my ID in the machine for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. 10 minutes. Now, at the time, I did not know that she said the system wasn't operating correctly. Mm -hmm. But for 10 minutes, you do not need to know what's on my ID. If I have a warrant, my warrant should not be able to stop me from going to get my child Mm -hmm. or have a meeting with whoever I have a meeting with. And it's not your business to tell me it's time for me to go turn myself in for my warrant. Okay. As myself, I'm a felon. That's not your business that I'm a felon because I pay for my crime and Mm -hmm. I'm trying to go on with my life. Mm -hmm. As far as kidnapping a kid, don't take this the wrong way, but I'm not going to kidnap my own kids or nobody else's because half the time my kids get on my nerve and I don't want to be bothered with them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And as far as the sex offenders go, you should have a list of registered and non-registered sex offenders, whether it's just for the state or if it's for the whole United States. That's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. And you should have a list of people that are entering the school or who they're meeting with Mm -hmm. like that day was really ridiculous like 10 minutes what is you looking for Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like 10 minutes so it's people out there that are felons or have warrants and are scared to come to their child's school to get their child because they don't know if they're going to go to jail Mm -hmm. and that's sad Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just because i'm a felon can't stop me from being a parent right just because i have a warrant you don't know or parking tickets or any kind of tickets you don't know why they're unpaid or I haven't turned myself in Mm -hmm. and that's not anyone's business myself I don't have a warrant but just speaking for those that do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Like, it, it's just a little ridiculous. And I went down there and I filed a complaint and I still have not received a call from Mohip speaking of that. Okay. Yeah, and that was that was a little while ago at this point. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad we were still able to uh, try it again. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm glad that you were willing to, to come back to the school because I know that that experience was, was really upsetting for you. Um, and so we were talking it's about... Since this last year, they didn't make so many changes. Mm-hmm. Last year, when Miss Thornton was here, the school was in order mm-hmm. and control. This year, you come in here from preschool to eighth grade. It's ridiculous. Like, the kids are not learning anything. They're playing. I see more kids in the hallway than I see in actual classrooms when I go to a class. It's a lot of changes. It's a lot of changes. It does look um, like, very different. That man is coming in here... You can't do big city tactics to a small city. It's not going to never work. Mm -hmm. The dropout rate is going to be higher than it has ever been. Mm -hmm. So you as a parent, what what power do you feel you have to kind of uh, be able to make some sort of change or at least you know speak up i mean we do have this opportunity right now where you're getting a chance to to voice how you feel and voice your opinion uh but what what power beyond that do you feel you have to kind of make the experience what you feel you deserve as a parent and what your children deserve as students my personal opinion is they need to go back to old school tactics to where the teacher can challenge the kid if you can't challenge my child my child's not going to learn nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to put effort into teaching a child. You pick that choice, even though it you have to teach your child at home, but it's supposed to be 50-50. I can't do it all on my own at home, and then my child comes to school, and you can't challenge my child, or they're just playing around the whole time they're in school. They're not learning nothing in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so when you say challenge, you, you're talking about, like, as far as discipline? No, or... not discipline. I'm just, as far as the teaching tactics. Okay. So just as far as, like, what they're learning and how they're learning? Right. Okay. Then, as, if their child is acting up, like, y'all want the parents to be able to keep their child in order, but how when you're just study giving a child chance after chance after chance? Call me the first time so I can nip it in the bud right then and there. Don't wait a week and a half. Oh, well, he's been acting up since Tuesday of last week. Why didn't you call me last week? I could have nipped it in the bud and your class wouldn't be getting disrupted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, I just appreciate you being able to share like what your experience has has been like because I know you're not alone and, you know, a lot of parents have those uh same frustrations and other frustrations as well so I just appreciate this opportunity for you to be able to say how you feel you know like I said tell your story and your perspective um is there is there anything else that you would like to share any words of advice to other parents that might be listening um who have gone through some different challenges and you know you're still here you're you're doing a lot better now you know health wise and just in your life in general any advice or words that you would like to share with another parent that might be listening do random pop-ups into school <laughs> that's everything i can say i mean as far as youngstown city schools go i have no problem with east well until today with my son's science teacher but do random pop-ups mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's 
that's it and that's all. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of is do a random pop-up. Uh-huh. Okay. And so, because I know that's something you, you do. Do you, do you do that with your children now? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I can only imagine the looks on your child's faces <laughs> yeah, when they see mom. It's, I didn't do nothing. I was good today. Well, what did Makai do? What did Makai do? They, y'all haven't done nothing. I popped in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Right. It's not always about whether or not you did something wrong. It's just you knowing at any moment I could just be popping yeah. in to see how yes. you doing, you know. Um, when they expect you, they gon they might act a little differently. But right. when yeah. you catch them off guard, you get to see the and real. And I come in, I'll sit in the class if you're acting up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's good. I think those are those are good words of, of advice to other parents and to just know that um, even with the different policies and whatnot that are being implemented that you might not agree with or um, you might feel are unfair to you as a parent, like do not let that stop you from doing those random pop-ups to doing whatever it takes to make sure that your child knows that you support them, that the teacher knows that you support them because it's, it's so important. Yeah, so thank you so much, Nicole, for sharing your story and for sitting down with me today. <laughs>